Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So th- this is going to either be uh, my Joe Rogan episode, meaning it could be an hour and a half. Uh, my podcast is usually 20 minutes if I have a guest, maybe 40. Um, but uh, Jeff and I are in bed, and we're going to have an honest conversation. French uh, press. I'm pushing the French press. French press. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you, um, do you feel anything? Yeah. Do you, I'm serious. Yeah, it's going to start giggling. um this is episode two of perhaps maybe a series and what is this oh dude don't spill shit look you got i know i know i didn't see it so uh here's the (laughs) the bottom it's broken bitch hurry up start your little cheesy intro okay so uh, this may be a series, and it. Um, by the way, I I have my shirt off, and now I feel like an idiot because when, you should. No, listen. When when we decided to do this, Jeff said he would take his clothes off, leave Never his other. Yes, you did. And then I was going to take my clothes off, and we were going to do this in bed to visually visually show that as men we can be comfortable in, in bed, and we're not we're not we're we're straight men. And we could just be comfortable in that having honest conversation. We're under the we're under the covers in the same bed. Like, what more do you want? You tell me to take my pants off. Well, it's uncomfortable. Well, part of it is if you're gonna do it, fucking do it. You know, this is how I that. sleep. You don't sleep with your shirt on. There's I, no way you dude. Do. I sleep with hoodie on, with my hoodie up. Okay, okay. So anyway, and um, this may be a series, and it depends on um, if if, uh, if if you guys are into this uh, or not. But the concept is taking locker room uh, jargon. And uh, pulling the curtain back, talking about it. Uh, you know, the, the goal of this and uh, one of the fears that I know Jeff has, uh, as well as myself, is that um, we may say some things um, that a lot of guys say in locker rooms that, you know, may be offensive or may get us canceled. Um, so, you know, the point of this is not to. It's to be honest and then it's to talk about the honesty. All right. so. The first episode, uh, Jeff uh, told me about a concept called come clarity. And I thought that was really interesting. It was something that uh, I related to, but uh, never really heard about or talked about. And so that was our first episode. And this is episode two. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Eskimo brothers, but you're not really supposed to say Eskimo anymore. Uh, So indigenous brothers. (laughs) So. This is the Indigenous Brothers episode. So you have to stop wheezing into the microphone. You're what are you wheezing. Talking? We're altitude. We're at 2,000 feet. What? Uh, it's like being in a high rise in New York. We're actually in Culver City. Uh, <laughs> um, tell the audience what Indigenous Brothers means. I don't think a lot of people even know that concept. Tell them? Yes. I, okay, so I also, uh, I'm Korean. I speak very loud, so you have to match my voice. You got to speak loud. It's when two people, yeah. typically friends, mm-hmm. have slept with the same girl. Yes. And then that bonds you as indigenous brothers. Yes. Um, also, you said something last night. Wait, but, but is it, it, so here's the thing. If, if it's, uh, is there love involved? Is it uh, orchestrated? Or is it like the, the, is it more like the woman likes um, you and your friend? And over time, she gets together like there's there's all these different kind of scenarios right there are there are different scenarios and i think it's like i think it's geographical as well like i think you know it's been a very different experience like in delaware versus in california i think there's good positive uh funny um outcomes of these situations and and toxic ones yeah and then really bad toxic yes so let's talk about i'm sure we i'm sure we could all imagine so also wait wait i did want to say something you did say yesterday because it it is like when we come in and we talk about these these topics for the entire week i'm nervous 
Yeah. I don't. I, you, yeah. you talk about getting canceled. I'm not even on Instagram. Not, yeah. They're gonna like write you have me nothing things to, on my yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you have but no still, risk. like, I, I definitely don't want to come off as that guy. No, absolutely. I mean, that's like right. And again, and and I will get to this, but like the things that I'm certainly not proud of that I will probably be talking about. This is like 14, 15 years ago. Yes, and, and, and that's why I'm saying, listen, you know. Um, it's really important that we have honest conversations, but then it's also like, if we're going to talk about honest things that, 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 that we've done in the past in college and whatnot, um, when we were just, you know, idiots and there was peer pressure and all that, um, I just don't want people to judge us for it. And so it's beyond our control. Um, I, I, I just want to create this kind of conversation because most people, most, thank you. It's way better than nurses. Most people do not have these kind of conversations, and that's why I'm interested in them. Um, I would just be also as as interested in if um, two women on the couch, in bed, whatever, uh, were having brutally honest conversations about I would love, to love those conversations. I would too, I would love to be a fly on the wall, right? And so, okay, so let's talk about all the different and and real quick. The reason why I chose Jeff to be in my bed <laughs> is because um, his archetype, he's the kind of guy that, uh, because he's an athlete and, you know, so here's the difference between Jeff and I in high school. And I did have a great high school experience. <clears throat> Jeff was um, on the football team and he actually played. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the bench, right? So I was the bench warmer. Jeff was the, uh, was uh um were you first string yes okay so he was the cocky first string football player which means you know you have access then to parties and um <clears throat> a really good social life and so he uh i think being an athlete and being popular and uh um and also you know jeff has a big heart he's not a douchebag he wouldn't be on my show if he was right he's a, he's a good guy and so i think um you fell into the crowds of you had access to all the parties and all the stuff that, that went on. Um, I, I wasn't like a, a, a nerd. I wasn't bullied. Um, but I definitely you bullied. Huh? You weren't bullied. I wasn't bullied. I swear. I wasn't bullied. I'm bull I'm, I'm being bullied now by yeah, people like you. Now. Yes. I, as a 50 year old, I'm being bullied by my friends, but in high school, college, no. Um, but I missed out on a lot of stuff that I think Jeff, um, had opportunities to do like what we're going to talk about today, Indigenous Brothers. So let's let's go over some of the some of the types. Um, let's start with let's just jump into the deep end. Let's talk about the toxic. No, you don't say that. You don't start with the dark. Okay, let's start so, with the light. Let's start with the. Let me let me ask you this because um, I stressed. I don't want to be Indigenous Brothers with you. Uh, well, that's that's you know what I'm saying. Like so, then I said geographically it's different. Yeah, out here people are like they think that's very weird. Well, so I'm trying to figure out why I don't is because some of it might be toxic because I wonder if some of it has to do with like possession, like she's mine. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that's what it is. Because well, the toxic stuff is like this, like, like uh, the domination, like that whole stuff when you're in college. Because um, I remember I had friends who um, had a lot of partners and they, they actually had like this hundred, hundred club, like, meaning they've stepped step with a hundred women. I, I have not. And how many, so, how many women have you slept with? <laughs> get your hand out of your pants. It's in my belly button. Why uh, put why, a shirt on? Why do you have? Why do you have to know? Why do you have to know? Um, what is your number? It's not. It's not. Um, is it double digits? I've been in a lot of long-term relationships, uh, but it is. I think it is maybe double digits. It's definitely not triple digits. Is yours triple digits? Are you over twenty? I'm 50 years old. Yeah, the, the, he started I, I, at 40. I could, I could count. Okay, I, with my fingers and toes, I think I could count okay. how many people I've been. Okay. It's definitely not triple digits. And I remember hearing. Um, so my friends, they were very attractive, and and they they got a lot of um, action, if you will. And um, I remember being jealous. I remember being like, "Fuck, these guys are in the hundreds club," and I, I'm, you know, I'm at five. <laughs> why? No, why is that? <laughs> Listen, why is that funny? That's some toxic masculinity <laughs> shit. Yeah, but I also I also was in three, four year long relationships when you were bartending and you know how were you when stands. you were in your first relationship? I was twenty-five. 
25, 26. Oh, yeah. yeah, for three years I was in. So that that was like. So you're single through college. Through college, my college was horrible. Yeah, I uh, I joined a fraternity thinking that would. Um, Glendale Community College. No, I went to Cal State. Uh, bitch, I went to Cal State North. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I thought you went to Glendale place. Community College. I really thought that. I no, I went to Cal State Northridge. It was not a good experience. It was a commuter <laughs> school. I joined a fraternity because I thought um, if I was, and it was like the top house, I thought if I got in there, then I would get more action. It would be fun. And uh, none, of, none of that happened. Um, but but let, let's just, let's just, okay. Um, let's, okay. just let's just okay. say, but you are in the hundreds club. Are you not? I'm not, I, we're not talking about that. Oh yet. God. I, if you're, if you're trying to get numbers out of me, I just think it's fair that we get numbers out of you. Okay. So let's talk about Delaware and indigenous brothers. Okay. You know, I do have an indigenous brother who's a friend among us, but anyway, let's, let's move on. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crossbird friend. Anyway, go on. Um, the one reason I do feel a little comfortable, a little more comfortable as I've been thinking about this and stressing about it for the week is um, it by no means, like when you were talking about like possession or dom dom domination or dominance, whatever, like over, it was definitely never that. It was also very open and communicated. Like, and it's, and kind of going back to the, the conversation that we had. Communicated among men, not with women. And, and right? women. Not oh, like, really? not like, oh, you slept with my friend, I'm going to sleep with you. But it was, it, there was, everyone was in Delaware, everyone, we were in college. Everyone was studying all the time. And they, at like all of my friends, all of my girlfriends, like friends that were girls, everybody worked all the time. So we'd, you know, be going to class during the day, go to the gym, study, uh, go back to class. And then we'd all be like bartending from 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. And then we'd have to wake up and go back to class at 8 a.m. So right. like there's no relationships. There's no it. That just wasn't a thing. So it was sort of like this understanding of Are you getting so close? we have to, 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 to fit the frame of okay. the video. There was just like I feel there was more of an understanding of the relationship. And like, and what it was. So, and, and going back to like our la last podcast, I just, uh, you know, now I, I, I feel a little, uh, weird having like that conversation of, oh, this is just what it is. I don't know why, but I, I just, so instead of like even having that conversation, I just don't do anything about it. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but anyway, so back in the day, um, you know, we went, we were in a small state and there was a small group of people and they're just like for men and for women, there just weren't many options. You had this right, circle and town. you all ran in the same circle. Also in Delaware, I'm assuming uh, there isn't much to do. So like you party, especially you party. in your twenties, right? You party, so you party, you have sex, it. you do drugs. That's right? it. Yeah. And so there's really nothing to do. So, you know, I remember a couple days ago, you had brought up you're like i wonder if there was like any hurt feelings along the way and i'm sure possibly if there were feelings caught on my end versus their end whatever but for the most part i remember like having very open honest sort of like funny banter about it with even like with the girls and and the situation and with friends but you know every single one of your friends as a guys and as girls all slept with the same people yeah there was a, so me growing up in la that's not a thing it's but, not a thing right of but course. in a small town but in a small town like they're like it's bound it, to happen you're saying it's bound to happen yeah. and and culturally it just it it never when i came out here and i remember you know ha having little conversations about that and you being like oh, oh my god what what are you talking you were kind of like disgusted by it well because i i, I think, found it very bizarre yeah so now now hearing you know when you paint the landscape and you're like small town you know i'm thinking of like you know footloose and you guys you know dancing in barns and then and, and drinking and, and and then you know one thing leads to another and there's only so many people right so i get that and also you're young and you know um i thought it it could be toxic in a way where it becomes a game for men. But I also didn't even think about this because you know what? Women can be doing the same thing as well. Meaning like you and your friends can almost be like uh, trophies, right? And, and you guys could have 
um, groupies who actually say, oh, I'm going to sleep with him. I'm going to sleep with him. And then women can actually talk among themselves. And it could be reversed where you guys are more used in a way. You I, know? I think that's why I felt, I guess I just like, there, there wasn't like guilt or shame that came with it right. because we had these conversations with women, like our big group of girlfriends that we had and they, you know, would talk about some guy and, so, and one of the girls would be like, oh, I slept with him already. And the other one would be like, oh, I slept with him already. You know, mm -hmm. like it was, it was like a mutual, I don't know if it was a game, but it definitely was, I mean, it was understood. It was talked about. It was extremely open. Let me ask you this. If you knew that the person that you're about to get intimate with had slept with one of your close friends, is there something in you that feels like you need to perform better? No, I never thought or about do, that. Be honest. No, I, I genuinely never thought about that. Also, I, like when you're when you're sleeping with someone when you're 20 years old, it's probably at like four in the four four in the morning, and you had started drinking at like 10 a.m. Right, right. So after the fact, then do the indigenous brothers have a conversation about comparison of the experiences? Not comparison, not comparison of the experience, but just a conversation confirming that now we had both. And then does that make you and your friend closer? No, not closer. Or is it I just think like it's just like it back then, 14 years ago, it came with a laugh. Like it right. came with a laugh and it was talked about. And another thing is him and I were very, um, we're very transparent with one another, with our guy friends and all of our girlfriends. Like all of, all of the, the women that we were friends with, it's not like, it wasn't like a nasty conversation that we had behind their back. Like I could think of, think of times when we would be out at the bar and, you know, I, I would see the girl after maybe both of us had slept with her, go, see the girl who was maybe closer to my friend, go up to him at the bar and like say something. And like, she would look at me and laugh and point and he would mm, look at me and laugh right. point. Not, in, oh man, maybe they would make fun of me. They probably were. Oh, you shit. just realized that. Oh, God. But I, 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 you know, when I would have a conversation with him afterwards, he was just like, yeah, like she, she didn't know. And then she found, or like one of her friends found out that he had slept with her. And then I did too. And then there was this like conversation and it, it always ended comically between all parties. Yeah. It never seemed bad. Right. So, I mean, I guess that's the thing. God, like, they were to make fun of me. No, I think, uh, and you know what, maybe they did and that's okay. Uh, that was 14 years ago. I mean, I'm, I mean, listen, I'm sure uh, if you have a, had a lot of these experiences, I'm sure it's, I'm sh positive if, if you had many of these experiences, there has been some gossip around. Whether it was yeah. the person or you or your friend, like there's no way they were they're, at that yeah. age too. Right? But also I remember not like, I think I'd be more affected by that now, that conversation than back then. Because again, it's like- why, why is that? I don't know, because you were- sober you put thought into it and right. there's emotions whatever and to like put in that effort and then have somebody ridicule yeah, you about yeah, it at yeah, the end yeah. but with that you can just be like too it's four in the morning i've been drinking for 20 hours you know what right do you, what do you expect yeah two and a half minutes is valid for where where can it kid where Would can you it, say that's average for you two and a half minutes yeah two and a half minutes was average for me at um 20 right i mean i gotta i gotta be honest man there there were there were times don't tickle my arm there were times stop let me just see we're in bed okay, let me just try something real quick tell me at what point you actually feel uncomfortable already you're pretty comfortable yeah no you're, you're but i don't like be it, so i you stop stop that why does that make you uncomfortable because i don't like to be touched and in intimate settings if we're out we're about just, we're you know talking. you're, you're, you're doing nice stuff thing. and you know, I'll come. I'll come into the gym. And I'll, I'll hug you. I'll embrace. You'll give a little pat on the butt. We're, we're, when we're in undercovers, you may or may not have pants on. Your shirt is off, which is still making me uncomfortable. I'm at a height. And I'm. I'm a little. I'm already. I'm here. So know? my my hope was here. my hope was that um, you actually would have been extremely comfortable in the situation, and then we could demonstrate as two men, two straight men, that we could have a conversation and coffee. Um, in a bed with our clothes off. It doesn't have to be, oh, not with our clothes off, not naked, but just, just at least shirtless. But anyway, um, in my 20, late 20s, um, I think, uh, yeah, there were many times, uh, I think partly due to anxiety, 
they they I think that the term is a two pump chump. <laughs> you were a two pump chump. I was a two pump chump. Um, Everybody was. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Today at fifty, it's almost the other way, where it's like it's two a ten pump piper. No, it's a, it's a, it's just too. <laughs> it's almost too long. It's like all right, we got things to do. Right, like right. you know, finish. But um, at what point does uh this concept get toxic? Because what you're what you're talking about now, and I like I like that you shed light on that. Because when you paint the the landscape of a small town um friends who communicate right and also if you're in the friend group you also care about these people as humans so there's a um almost like you know, like we're all partying we're all having fun if intimacy happens and it happens with friends and someone else it's just kind of like it's all thrown into this bucket of we're all in our 20s having a good time let's communicate yeah be safe right but there's also i think a toxic version of this well there's two sides yeah there, there's two parts to it getting toxic one when you're strictly doing it for the member with another yes, friend, yes. Um, despite feelings, emotions, and what's been communicated, let's say somebody's like, "Hey, I've kind of been talking to this person. Don't you know?" I'm like, I, I don't want to say they're off limits, but I, I have feelings for them, you know. Um, and then you go and do it anyway. And then also the obvious one is, you know, when cheating occurs, right? Um, and I will say this. Um, there was this kind of unspoken rule in Delaware. And as I just described, we, you know, there was, everyone was kind of um, intimate at one point or another with, with people in different friend groups. Um, but everybody sort of had that, like every girl sort of had that guy and every guy had that girl where it was different. Like you mean, you mean hands off? Hands off like you, and in respect for with this person if, if they're if yeah whether I had dated them for a long time or I really have feelings for them right and that was always respected right and and then if There's, that is broken then it affects the brotherhood oh big time big time right and that was that was something that happened with me um, there was one girl only one this could have only been one circumstance with one person. Um, and it's not just because she was a girlfriend. It was just, it was, it was different. You know, there were other friends that I had dated and, uh, you know, had called them my girlfriend and boyfriend. And, and then afterwards it was, uh, I, I just didn't have that same feeling towards it, but there was just this unspoken, I hate saying hands off, like it's a possession, but just like, Hey, out of respect for me, like, please don't ever go there yeah, with that yeah, person. Yeah. Don't flirt with this person. Or don't yeah. Don't, don't, you know, yeah. don't, don't. And, and wait, can I make a note? Yeah. That's not. I, I want to point out, I don't think that's possession. I think that's, that's more why like I kind of took that. That's kind of why I took it back. It, it's just like from guy to guy or whatever, or even like a girl to girl, like it's just respect. Yeah. I don't Mutual think yeah, yeah. So, so possession would be like, um, I had sex with this person. She's mine. Her. Yeah. Don't touch her. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, I have feelings for this person. Yes. If you get together with her, it's going to be confusing. I'm going to be hurt. Yes. So that's different. So out yes. of respect to my feelings, can you look for someone else or can you not? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think what it all boils down to, I mean, there has to be values, right? There's, there has to be values and, and respect for one another. And between like me and my guy friends, we would have this, like I said, this one's spoken rule and this respect for one another. You don't go there with this person and vice versa. Um, but outside of that, like I said, geographically out here, you say that's very weird. So, you know, the rules around it were very different for us. But, you know, the heart of it was the same. Yes. Like the heart of it was the same as sense of, of you know, like I said, mutual respect. Um, but, yeah, there was one situation where that happened. And, and it happened to you, meaning they, they, they crossed the line with you. Or did you cross yeah. the line with someone else? No, no, they crossed the line with me. Right. And, and how did that feel? Uh, were you guys close the brother you and your friend oh yeah this yeah. would have been like best man of my wedding yeah friend. yeah so that um, that stings more yeah and i had this there were i had never felt this feeling before um uh, i think just growing up and like always getting into trouble and letting people down and whatever like i, I would disappoint a lot you know it's always worse to disappoint people and um i had never i had never personally been disappointed 
Like that really is a real feeling. I think I mean, it's that, more than that. That, that it, guts you. Well, then it's not disappointment. It's betrayal. Well, betrayal. I mean, it's all under the umbrella, I guess. Yeah. But let, let, let's say that betrayal or disappointment, whatever that new realm of feelings were, were so unfamiliar with, with me. And it, it, it genuinely gutted me. And it was the same. It was very similar to grief in the sense of one minute you would be mad one minute you would be terribly upset, let's say sobbing, crying, whatever. The others, you would be, you'd feel really distanced, really distanced from yourself. Again, you'd start crying or you'd be really angry. You get, I don't want to say violent, but like you get, it came with like a dark feeling inside. Doesn't, doesn't, isn't betrayal from, especially for someone like you who have grown up with a lot of brothers, uh, uh, not literal brothers, but guy friends who are really mm -hmm. close. And I also I also think that there's an East Coast element because East Coast people have more, I think of a, this is a generalization, more of a loyalty than I think uh, West Coast people. Like East Coast yeah, people, like that. people from Boston, like they, they're like, you know, they're they're the the, the porch swing friends. I mean, they grow old. Yeah, together, and brothers, that's right? that's why I said. But it's not like that in LA. No, that's no. why I said last time. It's like it's really hard to get in with those people once you do your in for life. Yeah, and so, am I one of those friends for you? I don't know. Last time you said I was a a, a good friend. You not consider me a good friend. Well, you got to earn that shit. But anyway, listen. So, it, for someone like you who have always been around men and have had um, brotherhood type of relationships. Isn't that betrayal more hurtful than if a, your girlfriend cheated on you? You know what I'm saying? Like your best friend doing that, isn't that more? Yes. Yeah. That, and yeah. that's really interesting. Why do you think that is? It is because with. It, what is it with I, men? I, I, I don't know. Because these guys I've known since I was six, you know, right. six years old. Right. I mean, like learn how to color and read together. Yes. yes. And so when, you know, it's, it's obviously I, when you get cheated on by a girl, yes, that's, that, that's very difficult, but you don't know what, what's going to happen with the relationship. Maybe obviously you've been having troubles leading up to the point of, to them cheating on you. Um, but with that guy, no matter what you go through, like he may call you 15 times, you don't pick up. He doesn't care. It's like, Hey, I was busy. I'll get, I'll get back to you. Whatever. Little things can happen, whatever, but you're with them for life. Yeah. So when something like that happens, it's super upsetting because you know you want to forgive, but your your body won't allow you to forgive. And that sucks, dude. That really sucks. That feeling where maybe you even hash it out and you come to this, you know, this point of agreement and I understand where you're coming from and blah blah blah. And then you wake up the next day, you're like, I have I have no desire to text them. I, I forgive them. But that that feeling of like, oh, I have an hour break today. I wonder what they're doing. I wonder if we can get a workout or a lunch or whatever. I have this weekend free coming up. I, let, let me see if I can go up and visit them. But then never. It just it goes away. And that, well, something changed. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, like there's just there's something happens in your body, and that and the wires is snapped. I mean, yeah. there's no coming back from that. And if I see those people out. You know, let's say I see them at a wedding, I'd be excited to see them and would love to catch up. But then afterwards, that would be it. Yeah, it'd be a good catch up. You know, I was also thinking, how is this Indigenous Brothers thing any different than, say, a group of, you know, this was big, I think, in the 60s and 70s, when you have a group of girlfriends who are groupies and they go see bands and they're, they're also sleeping with the same guy taking turns kind of thing or trying to get it's not it's the same thing it is right yeah is, and that's it? the thing is, or, like, or, or is wish... that more is that more okay you think you like it? i think it's all the same i mean what's the difference like yeah. uh, whether it's the time or that's okay and because i feel it's like okay that's then okay versus not now i I, I, don't know. I i feel like that's okay because they're groupies they're they all you know you know they're also like that's it's kind of understood. You're the musician. We follow you. And also we're interested in um, a notch in our belt and getting to sleep with someone famous. And that's cool. And then, but then I feel like with the indigenous brothers thing, I feel like so for some reason it's lined with toxic, but after hearing this Delaware story, I could see how um, it can just be as long as people are communicating on the same page. It all Again. comes from where, like, where the intention comes from. Right, right. And if the the intention is, you know, let's take this 
these groupies with the rock band, whatever, if the intention is, oh God, I want to sleep with this lead singer. And that lead singer knows that. Who who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And now, um, and maybe like fast forwarding to like back in Delaware, I, I, I don't really ever remember. I mean, look, it's like, you're like a, feral human being at at 18 19 20 years old and that's not just how men feel like that's how women feel and there's a ton of alcohol involved and and just i think it's just understood then yeah but it is interesting how you people do get hurt though in every of course of course of course course. feelings always get hurt my feelings have been hurt yeah Uh, you know i'm sure i have i know i have hurt feelings um but i i to be honest, I think the feelings, once you get past, let's say, the, the, the point of intimacy and then you start hanging out and you start hanging out on the weekends and not going to these parties. And I mean, that, that could be college or now. Once feelings get involved, if you're not open and honest about what you're doing outside of that or what your intentions are, that, that's, I think that's bad because that's what would hurt me. Like once I feel something for someone, if it's not communicated to me like, oh, that you're actually the only person that I want to spend time with in that way. If, if they want to do things on, if they're also exploring other options and, and they feel this way about me, but they're still open to other ideas, like that's fine. But if it's, if you're communicating one thing and then doing the other, actions speak a lot louder than words for me. And, and you know, just. That, you know, it's funny. That's also an East Coast thing, I think. But generally, yeah, for me too, actions speak a lot louder. And by the way, People don't do that. People don't do that out here. I, I think people in LA talk a lot, but then don't line it with action. That this they love bomb out here big. Oh, I've seen it with guys to girls, girls to guys, uh, bosses to employees. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. big. It's very weird. And that why was do you whole, think that is? I don't know. No, it seems like because it's everybody wants to be it, again. It's cultural and the whole like, you know, uh, you know, it's really hard to get in with these guys on the East Coast. Once you do, you're in for life, kind of thing. And out here, it's just like, oh, you're my best friend. Come to my wedding. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, you're saying love bombing macro guy. You're not you're talking just anything, man, anything, anything. Right? Okay. And all that right. work, career, friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, not. It's not earned. It's not earned. No, it's just so given. And for yeah. me, it, it like it made me very weary of how I operated around friends in the beginning i remember people making the kind of jokes that we make to one another after five minutes i'm like oh yeah we're not there yet yeah no that that yeah yeah, that has to land you know i said something you know what's interesting and i'm guilty of this because you just says reminded me i was on um um you know my my david letterman moment was when i was on armchair expert and i was talking to Dak shepherd and we had a lot in common as far as age or bikes and um but i don't know him I haven't earned anything with that guy. And I remember at the end of the podcast saying to him, you know, after only talking to him for an hour, um, I was saying that uh, I, 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 I think the most beautiful thing about him was his character arc. And I remember it didn't land at all because I didn't know him. Like, who am I to say who he is, where he's been? I mean, I know his story is kind of public, but that's something that would that land with someone that I knew. Like, if I said to you, I know where you were, where you're, where you are now. And I really feel like, dude, your character arc is amazing. Mm-hmm. That may mean something mm-hmm. because we're friends, but to say that to someone you've only known for an hour, just sounds like a lot of brown noise, nosing. And I remember driving home thinking, even though I meant it, like you have to earn that shit. You can't just say things to people that is, you know, anyway, yeah. I want to um, bring it now back to you today at age 43. Um, what, Whoa. 44? 36. 36. Okay, so as a 30... That's my birthday. March 20th. No. 23rd. No. March 11th. March 17th. You were... Your your birthday is April 10th. Because I just told you 10 minutes ago. No, you didn't tell me 10 minutes ago. You would not have known that we were talking about... I I actually confirmed Is it in March? Yes. Okay. Okay. It's it's like less than... it's, It's 11 days away from you. You know I'm not good at math, man. Damn it. April March 29th. <laughs> March 29th. No. When is your birthday? You're so close. It's March 30th. Okay, moving on. Oh, what March do you want to talk about? Okay, so now you today, 
um, at age 35. Ugh. Fuck, 36? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Stop touching me. Wait, how old? Mark, how old are you? I'm 36. Okay, holy shit. You're going to be 37? Yeah, dude. Wow. So let me ask you some questions now, because um, I want to now... I want to so, get out of the past. So I want to let's get out of Delaware and, and and let's talk about you now. So I want to get straight to the chase. What are your current? Why are you shaking? What are your? Is it hitting you now? No, you're so you, close. <laughs> it's for the framing. So when we edit this, your face is not going to be in the video clips. There is two feet on either side of this frame. You could move over a foot. No, and you'd still be in the middle. Well, when you upload it, it, it just trust me. I do this for a living. Come closer. No. Come closer. Okay. Here, here we go. Just so see, okay, look, see how far that Your looks. Hair is like is like wisping Wait, against my shoulder. And see how far that looks. It looks like there's two feet on the camera, right? Look how close we are. Okay, get to your question. So as we get closer, <laughs> so, so when we edit, just come closer. This is a lopsided. Our, our numbers are dropping. What is your current greatest struggle with love and dating as a 36-year-old man about to be 37 in Los Angeles? Take a breath. Uh, current greatest struggle. Bring it back to you, right? So we're not talking shit about the landscape. What is your current greatest struggle with love and dating and relationships as a single about to be 37-year-old man in Los Angeles? Uh, I would say... Because you, like everyone else, ha has has made poor decisions and you have weaknesses and you have strengths and you well, don't, don't shush me i said decisions don't make decisions don't make fun of my uh <laughs> listen I, I think this is really what it is i i think i've i've oftentimes can i just say um so i i i mumble a lot okay i have a little bit of add i speak very fast i i have a problem un, un, enunciating this has been been for my entire life i don't i don't enunciate well and so oh. then i'll come back and so Jeff thinks that I have an Asian accent, which is a little bit racist. I, let me just clarify before we get to you and your problems. It, it's impossible for me to have an Asian accent because... Do you guys know that John Kim has owned this place for three years and he won't sleep Oh, that's a whole another... He won't sleep here by himself. Well, well, he won't sleep here by himself okay. because he's afraid of the dark and okay. be by himself. Not the, the dark. Not the dark. I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm, afraid, I'm afraid of ghosts and spirits. Three years? Okay. You're a 50-year-old man won't sleep here by yourself because you're scared <laughs> you're scared because you think ghosts are gonna get you did you know he that wears these thick socks so ghost doesn't grab his toes <laughs> this is some toxic masculinity shit have there's a true you coming out the locker room that's interesting you know also did you know that i've had this for three years and one of my good friends not great and this is maybe why he's good and not great has not come up one time Dude, has not come me, up one time. Dude, I've asked you a thousand times to come I, I will up. Hey, 100% listen. admit, he's asked me many let's, times. Let's say 2,000 times. Yes. He goes, hey, I got a great idea. Let's go to Idlewild. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, amazing. I'd love to. And he goes, great. Let's come up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> leave Tuesday at, at like, he was like, try to leave before noon on Tuesday. And then you can leave whenever you want Thursday. The hell can do that? I, I do want to give you credit for something. Um, you are one of my only guy friends who um has all my books you you do make fun of me a lot but you you do uh really i like your books yeah no you support so my my mother and all you, her friends yes you support my career and that that because of that i actually um have sat with myself and said dude just because he doesn't come to see your stupid house doesn't mean on a, tuesday. on a tuesday doesn't mean that he's not supportive so anyway um i came to this country when i was three and, and english is what i learned English is kind of my first language, so there's no way I I've never been to Korea. There's no way I could possibly Dude, have an look, Asian, Asian I, you, accent. You keep saying it, it. I'm racist for saying it. You're I've met your parents. They have a strong yeah, my, Korean yes, accent. But you grew up in that house. Doesn't mean that you sound like them. But you have a, a little. No one's whisk. ever said that, but you. No one's John, ever said every that. single one of our friends say it. You're the only one who denies it. I just don't know if it's possible that I have a. Asian acts. I just don't enunciate well. Okay, so hey, 37 year old man, single Los Angeles. You've had many relationships. You've also dated. You've also, you know, played the field, if you will. Um, what are some, some things that you struggle with now today as a 37 year old? Let me ask you this What are some things that are different that you want now? Because <clears throat> we're going from oh indigenous brothers 
in college in you that can kind remember of stuff. all these questions and statements at once just let me go let me talk you said four things I, now I don't, now i'm confused okay what have my struggles been being attracted to the wrong thing or feeling a little misled in such mm. situations yeah so let's talk about that being attracted to the wrong thing especially in los angeles where there's a lot of shiny yeah there's a lot of shiny yeah. and, and really i mean a lot more than delaware yeah. yeah. And I think, I don't know. I, I, I like, I used to kind of beat myself up a lot about it. Um, about what? Describe what you're talking about. I What's think it? Just, you know, being, you know, moving to LA and being attracted to like getting sort of roped into that world a little bit. And those. Are you saying aesthetically attractive women? What are you talking about? Yeah. I really okay. struggle saying stuff like that. I don't know why. I feel scummy saying that. Why? I don't know. It's humans. Do. Really do you do. do you think I'm uh, not attracted to aesthetically attractive women? All, yeah, yeah. All, all, I, I everyone think, I've been with, been I think I I would ignore a lot of red flags um, because of oh, okay, of physical it. attraction. Hey, so listen. So I appreciate the honesty. That's not just you. That's a lot that's of people. everybody. Exactly. Well, that's not only men. It's women too. Yeah, you know of course, what I'm saying. Of course, and attraction isn't just, of course, aesthetic, but um. For women, the attraction piece may be something else, uh, humor, charm, you know, ambition, whatever, but they do ignore red flags because of the attraction. Yeah, right? yeah, it's everything. And look, I do want to say this. Or, this, or isn't, this isn't like to cover my ass here, but I think the women that I've dated out here, like I, I don't have anything negative to say about them. And I think they'll be married and be very happy and successful and have a bunch of kids if that's what they want, whatever. But I just, I, it's not even like the red flags that, that I don't really think they had a lot of red flags. I just knew, I think we both kind of knew that long-term it, we weren't meant to be together. But right. uh, again, the physical attraction would just sort of over, what's the word? Not overcompensate, over power overpower overpower that so and, yeah. and, okay this is something that's really interesting um it's not something Can just I, men dude, struggle with listen I, these are compounding questions i already have three that's to go how I, that's how i three talk. to go through and now you're gonna add five i've only answered one I let throw, me just go with my thought i throw boomerangs some come back some land in other backyards that is the john kim experience okay what what else do you have to ask if i shop at costco what does that have to do i know you shop at costco listen the the thing that's kind of uh being compromising or being overpowered by or having a weakness for whether it's beauty whether it's money it really doesn't matter what the thing is everyone has their thing right yeah that's like a normal human i know thing, you i know? know so now the question is what do you want now so let me tell you right now so i i again i like you uh, and I grew up in Los Angeles, you, but you've only been here for three years. I, I've been here my entire, I've been here for 47 years, right? So for me, that's all I Where did I'm, you spend the first four? Three years in Korea. In Korea? Yeah. Where you adopted a wisp of your accent. Moving on. Moving on. Let me, let me do the comedy, Jeff. Listen, so I get being uh, distracted by the shine. Um, I have also... Uh, you know, I've also tried to get like the hottest girl in the room because I feel lacking. And if I can, it means that I have value. Um, so I get all that. But what's changed is over the years, I put weight on different things. So, yes, of course, attraction is important. Of course, you know, my current partner, I think she's beautiful. Um, but it takes more than that now. So, like, to invest in a relationship, uh, in a relationship that, that's one piece. But also, I have other requirements, other things that are valuable. So the attraction is only spinning one plate. There, like if it was an equalizer, that's the treble. But then you know, I also have the bass and the tone and the, all that. So for you, what's important to you now is what I'm asking you. Besides the you know the the nice butt. Now now, what's important to you besides the nice butt? Quit touching your dick. Dude, I see you touching your dick. Get your hand. Why are you keep? You can't say that stuff I in a podcast. It. I can say what the fuck I want. How do you know I'm not just itching my leg? 
I see exactly where your hand is. It's been it's a peripheral vision. I'm trying to look you in the eye, and I see a little tent popping up every few <laughs> minutes, and you're fucking itching your a little tent. What's important to you? I am looking. What's important to you today? You know, you know, you know. It is funny. I've, uh, I, you know, I, I've always been into the health and, and fitness and blah, blah blah, and I never wanted anyone that was involved with that. I think I, I so immersed myself oh, right. you in didn't that want life a fitness person. where it became my life yeah. and my yeah. job and my everything. Sense. And I didn't want, I didn't want to come home and, you know, someone talking about their workout or their back yeah. squat. Like that seemed so unappealing to me. And now, um, you know, that I've stepped back from it a little and I have enjoyed that aspect of my life. I I want someone who we have common interests right. and common hobbies right. and, you know, I don't expect people like you're saying how, you know, uh, waking up at, at 5 a.m. and driving to Long Beach on a Saturday and doing a two mile, two mile swim. Like, I don't expect people to do that. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you know, we just got done work. You want to go for a little three mile run or go to the gym together or do this and eat healthy together. That is super important. Sure. So common things that common interests. Yeah. yeah. Common interests, common hobbies. What else? Um, what and else then are you looking for? I think someone. Just more of a partner. It's always been me against the other person. It's very. It's always been like very offensive. Offensive versus offensive. Always. It's always been like. What very, are you against the other person? It's very. It's like almost competitive. Yeah. It, it's not like. It's not like seventy thirty seventy thirty or you know we're we're splitting tasks and whatever. Hey, you know you've got to do a bunch of stuff today. I'll pick up the slack and what. It's always. It's always been a headbutting battle, and I want someone. I want like a a a, a partner, like a life partner, like a, a a teammate. Yes, yes, and it's it's one of the things I value the most about Vanessa. Is I really see dude, her as big a time. She's like an equal partner. Of yeah. course, of um, course. Let me ask you this: Do you have a pattern of um, dating women where you kind of end up um, more taking care of them? Like the dynamic is less equal and more of you taking care of them in some way. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I do. And so if that's the case, if you find someone that's an equal partner, I wonder if you would actually be intimidated by that. Like it's a different dynamic. No, you know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. Are you sure? I, 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 I think. A woman who I, I starts to say no of... to you. A woman who, you know. Uh, oh, that, that's never been an issue for me. Oh, they always say no to you? Yeah, that's <laughs> never been an issue for me. No, I, I think. I think it's something that, especially in my last relationship, I I worked on prior and implemented into that relationship where you're right, like I would get into this very caretaker role and it's not good. I mean, I I, I think I know subconsciously it was it was something where Let's say I didn't feel good about myself. Yeah, it was or tied there, to work. there, I, I, it was tied to my worth, yeah. or, or I didn't have the self worth to under to, I didn't have the self worth or confidence to think that they would just stay because of me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would yeah. do these things for them, and probably unbeknownst to myself, like maybe make them a little dependent on me. Yes, yes. But then what happens? So your value goes up. Yeah, I guess, I I mean, temporarily, but then what happens is if you start to do that, and then, you know, this is only a year in at this point, let's say there is a rocky patch, and then they start to think, maybe this isn't the relationship for me, and then they have this thought of, well, he does this for me, he's paying this, going back and forth, and they're like, now I feel trapped, and then they resent the fuck out of you, Yeah, and me thinking, not knowing that I'm doing this, like call it manipulative tactic um not knowing that i'm doing this they start to resent me and attack me for all these quote-unquote nice things i've been doing i'm like what the fuck i've I've, I've, I've done everything i've been so nice to you why are you so mean to me now but i totally get it now i i I see that i understand that i've done it my mom was very caretaker she was like a huge caretaker for me we're wildly codependent mm -hmm. and it's it's an everyday thing to not do that with a partner. I wonder when you just mentioned your mom. I wonder if there was a, a passing down. You know, yeah, in my hundred percent generational transmission process. Yes, of things course. being passed down to generation. Uh-huh. I wonder if since your mom, um, you know, took not only took care of you, but I mean, 
went above and enabled you so much in so many ways, especially emotionally. I wonder if um, a version of that is your definition of love. So subconsciously, that's what you tend to do with um, in relationship. You're aware of it now, but before. And then so the dynamic is, is one in which you feel more valuable if you are more needed. I was really hoping when you said that I would. Um, yes, you're completely right. It's been passed down to me. Um, I would really like to genuinely say that it wasn't any sort of ulterior motives um, as I was doing these things, but that is my way of showing love. Yeah, acts of service. Yeah, doing these things for my partners. Um, but in the past, it was definitely, I was definitely throwing a tally on the wall. Yeah. I did this, I did this, I did this. So then when I would ask for something, I would expect for it to be right, done. Right. Do you think you could be in something now where that, that is not the dynamic? How do you know? Because you haven't been. I just think you have to be like super conscious and aware of it. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable for you. And, and you it, know what I'm saying? It, it, it really, and you may push the person away. Yeah, and it really all boils down to confidence in yourself. If I'm supposed to meet somebody. I don't know if the word's confidence. Self-worth? Self-worth, self-love. No, yeah, self-worth, self-love. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Sense that, of that's self. Better. Because for me, I'm comfortable working. I'm like a, I'm a good... Uh, Structure. No, what, what's it called? Work. Like a... Like a, a worker bee. I'm a great worker bee. A I'm very comfortable working, yeah. taking this pile of rocks and moving it over here. Yeah. Um, Structure too. So for me, it's very comfortable for me to do work for somebody. Does that make sense? Yes. So let's to, say right. I, I'm in a relationship with someone. They said that they like this thing or this special sandwich from this one place. Instead of me going over there on their very short window of time to ha spend quality time with that person, I'm like, I'm going to run across town and go get them the sandwich or this thing that they like and come back. And it's, oh, wow, that was so nice, blah, blah, blah. And, and then only spend like 10 minutes with them. Mm. And that's something as of like, I don't know, God, maybe like only a year ago, possibly a year and a half ago, where I, I really have to challenge myself to just be I mean, at the end of the day, people like to spend time with one another. If you're choosing to be with someone or choosing to be, whether it's dating or a relationship or, or beyond, like it's quality time. Yeah. It all comes down to quality time. Yeah. I'm just, I, I've just always been comfortable doing work for people. Yeah. Opposed to just showing them love, allowing to be loved, right. being present. Right. It's very uncomfortable for me. I don't know why. That's really interesting. So basically, you're hiding behind work and you're saying, if I execute these things, what's making your sandwich or blah, 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 um, what I'm bringing to the table is more. And what you're realizing is what you need to bring to the table is actually just you. Yeah. And that's going to be extremely uncomfortable. I'm telling Ugh, you. Yeah. Because it means you don't, don't do anything for me. Just sit here. Oh, that's the top. No, but that's. I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. That's going to be. Just don't touch me. No, but this is a huge breakthrough for you because um, as a good friend, my wish for you is that you can be in something with a partner, an ego partner who challenges you where you're like, you don't have to make sandwiches. Like, dude, this is, I, I'm here. And they're, mm -hmm. they're, they actually, you're naturally going to do stuff because you are acts of service and that's a gift. You, mm -hmm. That's going to happen. but. You just being here, present, is enough, and the value that they find is in you, your heart, your character, your soul, the way that you see the world. Nothing to do with anything performance-based, because as an athlete, it's all about performance. In love- Ooh, there's a good link. Yeah, 100%. So in love, oh. it's not about performance. And even going back to the whole full circle of Indigenous Brothers, if that is a performance game it is toxic you know oh you got her now i'm gonna get her right right now right. one one oh you got right, her right, now right, i'm gonna right, get right, her right. now two two and like that's the right. toxic stuff um here's the third act of this podcast episode you as a 37 year old man dude i'm 36 <laughs> oh god when's my birthday then tell me now march 30th 
you as a 36 year old man in Los Angeles, not married, not have kids, right? Yeah. You told me many times. Is that a question? So if we took, you're in LA, which is normal, right? You're, you're, you're young, you have lots of time, whatever. Now, if you were in Delaware at this age, this is not the norm. And so my, the third act of this is questioning the old blueprint. I tell people the, the picket fence has splinters. And what I mean by that is the old, blueprints of you should get married at this age and you have 2.2 oh, kids yeah, and yeah. you know so you come from that world in delaware right mm-hmm. because in delaware people your age have many kids and are married mm-hmm. have been married is that the end of your thing well so here's the question is that a struggle for you is there a part of you that no no, like, no no i'm fully over that now now it was a struggle for you oh yeah big time so big ticking clock Dude, when, I, the, 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 when i got out of a relationship when i was 33 or 34 when I was in Altadena. Yeah. I had like a, you know, some of my uh, female friends that are 36 and they start freaking out about the biological clock. Like, yeah. I had that. I didn't know Big that. Big time. You know, hey, real quick. As a friend, I didn't know that. Is it because I wasn't aware or because you never told me? I don't think I told anyone. Why? I don't know. You also I, made a few blocks from me. I think because deep down, I knew. I wasn't always going to feel like that. Yeah, but you were. Here's the thing. Here, here's here's what I want to change, and I'll, I'll. And I'm just talking to you. So I want to talk about our friendship. If you're struggling with something, I want to be there for you. As sometimes I don't. I, sometimes I don't like coming to you for things. Why? The same reason I don't like people asking me about workout shit. I dude, I take that hat off. You saying because I'm going to like analyze you or judge you? Or, no, you know, or, because or I don't want to like. I, I I like I like our. You think it's a burden? I like our dynamic outside of our careers, and 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 actually, this goes. Yeah, but if you're going I, no, through I, something I, like that, but let that. me finish this thought because, again, the geographical differences out on the West Coast, everyone's best friends, blah blah blah, right away, and it's all career driven. It's all what can he do for me? What can he do for me? So I, 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 and I, I'm saying this out loud. I do know that there is fault in this, but I have. I so want to make it clear, and I I know you know I'm friends for you other than because you have 200 followers on Instagram, but like I try to not always come to you with these things because I don't want you to think that I'm like using you. Wow, this does sound bad. Yeah. You know, that's what friends are for. No, I get that. So so we've been friends for how long? Two years? Ugh. So we've, we've been friends for almost a decade, mm-hmm. correct? I don't think you've come to me. We, we've had a couple of calls, but I don't think you've come to me one time and been like, hey, dude, let's grab a beer. I'm kind of in a dark place. I want to, I just want to. You can't hey, drink. Let's have one beer. You had a drink last night. You had a headache till 10 minutes ago. I know, ago. but that was, that was hard alcohol. That was bourbon. I could have one beer. Alcohol. I could have one light beer. Okay. So let's nurse one light beer at a bar, John. I have something I want to do. I don't like about. burdening people with my problems. That's, that's, a, that's a problem. I know. That's a problem. I'm so very when well aware. So when you find your partner, you're not burdening her. You're doing life with her, not around her. So as a friend, shh, as a friend, <laughs> that's right, bitch. I shished you. As a friend, when you don't come to me once in a while with what is honest if, with for you and what you're going through, I feel like you're doing life around me. And then we're just fitness buddies. And us just being fitness buddies to me is like, all right, well, I've got a lot of fitness buddies. But if you come to me once in a while and be like, hey, I'm going through this shit. I don't want you to be my therapist. I don't even want your advice. But let's just have a beer and let's just chat about it. That makes me feel like we're doing life with each other, not around each other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I didn't know you were going through that. I really didn't because you didn't say anything. But you went through that, ticking clock, mm-hmm. pressure. And then what happened? Because you're not there now. Why don't you care anymore? Looking at you and your life. <laughs> It's not, it's, and you always laugh when I say this, but really it's true. Well, cause I'm a, cause I had a baby 47. So you're like, yeah. okay, now I got time. I got time. You know, sure. We okay. worked out together today. You yeah. were like, you know, you're 30 years I older than up. me. You kept, kept up. up. Do you tell people that you beat me in workouts? By All the, way? the time. I got a text today saying that, that. Who? From who? It doesn't matter from who. No, I don't tell But they said, either. they said like. You either say on podcasts or something that that you beat me in workouts. No, no one on my podcast cares about me working out. Do you think you beat you. me in workouts? Have you ever? Um, there there are now some workouts I do think I could beat you in, but overall, overall, I mean, 
think about it. You do endurance stuff. I can't do any of that shit. So like if there was maybe um, a workout, here's a good example, Linda, because it's body weight driven. What's that? Linda. Linda is, uh, the, we just lost half our audience, by the way. Mm-hmm. But um, Linda is body weight bench press, uh, 75% your body weight squat, squat cleans. Um, and one and a half your body, uh, one and a half body weight deadlift, yeah. 10 to down to, to one. That. I don't body weight. Yeah. Dude, our it, numbers are dwindling. Yeah. There's also a body weight. This back. got very okay. Joe Rogan. I mean, he started talking about UFC and everyone's up. And stuff. Yeah. But he's got so many followers. It doesn't matter. Well, I've got we have 60. So, you know, we need to, we, it's, it's, it's okay. People drop out. That's a third of our, <laughs> listen, 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 um, if we, if there was a workout with a back squat body weight, the back oh, squat yeah, body yeah. weight, yeah, you would be in like burpees or something. So yeah, like, you, you know, would beat me. But before there was nothing I could beat you at. Right back in the day, there was not one thing I could beat you at. Anyway, so but do I tell people? No, For of course not. We're on one locker room text thread, and that's the only text thread where I talk shit and talk about workouts. I don't, I don't talk about this shit. In my podcast does. Who cares? Anyway, you care. Let's let's go back and finish this. So. Why do you not care now? Hey, I love the fact that you're saying that because a lot of people think it's just a woman thing, the ticking clock, and it's not. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's because of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. It so, really yeah, is. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're saying- you're, and, and I don't see you as like a, you know, old crippled man who's like, has a baby. Like you're- You see me We've done the, everything the same. We see, do all, everything the same. Yeah. But I have an Asian accent. Other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Your hair's long. My hair's long and gray. But but honestly, it's just like you and you have these conversations with these people and you know, I'm thirty-six. I've always been the young guy. I've always been the right. young guy. I've always been the baby of the group. And like even these these guys who are like, you know, they're forty four and they're like, Oh, you know, we're talking about wait, how old are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm thirty six. Oh, you're just you're just baby. And like that's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where but you know, back at home it's like, Oh, you're thirty six. You haven't Nope. I'll bet you if you went back home and then you go home a lot, I'll bet you a lot of the friends that you have who have um, married oh, and yeah. kids, I think they look at you and like, oh, fuck, I wish I was time. Jeff. I, I wish I was Jeff, yeah. man. The freedom that that fucker has. Yeah, yeah. To just come home on the holidays yeah. and live his life in LA, go to the beach. I think, and I, I actually would love to write a book about this. Um, I think doing it backwards is the way to do it now. Dude, I, I don't I, think I you should have a kid at fucking 27 when you haven't even found self. I don't think you should buy a house early. I think you should do it backwards. And I'm saying that because, I mean, I did it backwards not even knowing, and I'm finding that it, it works. It makes me happier and have less anxiety. I mean, Vanessa I, I, too. You know? I, I think in the European culture, you know, when you're 18, you travel for a year. Yeah. You don't go yeah, right to college. Yeah. I think taking yeah. that time to explore and find yourself and – Maybe you run into someone, you have a conversation and they have this lifestyle or maybe this career path. You're like, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I really could see myself doing this where me, I go into school in the first three years, uh, you know, undeclared with my major. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like it's just, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money, yeah. a waste of everybody's energy. Like, especially my professors and I'm like checked out, you know, and I, I completely agree. And this whole you know, I, I didn't do the traveling when I was in my 20s. I didn't. I like hunkered down and all I did was work because I fucked around so much in college. Yeah. So I was like, all these guys are, you know, straight A students are doing this internship, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I just got to out, outwork all these people, all these people that I was up against. And also, now, now is when I'm starting to experience life. Yeah. And also, um, think about what kind of dad you would have been at 33. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh I, 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 I mean, I, I would not, li- not that I would be bad, but just the stress. Dude. I would like, literally forget my daughter on top oh, of the car yeah, and, dri- and drive off and drive off. I know. Yeah. You so I just think everybody needs to do life at their own pace. Yeah. And it's funny. I always say during a workout, um, let's say there's four different levels, sort of beginner and intermediate, advanced, and then someone who's been doing it forever, right? No one, unless you're neck and neck, nobody should be looking at one another. Oh, he's doing that. I need to try and keep up with him in this five-round workout because they do it for two rounds. 
and they're done. Yeah. They're gas. They yeah. can't keep up. So this whole, and I was doing that with life. I was looking and I was constantly comparing and, and trying to keep up with these people in life. And it was exhausting. And I got burned out. And I think doing what makes me happy while still keeping in mind hey, you have responsibilities. There are actions you need to take to further your career, to further yourself emotionally. Like as long as you're moving from a place of your core values, do what you want. Go with the, yeah. go whatever pace you want. Yeah. I, I don't, I think coming to that realization was like the biggest weight off my shoulders. Yeah, it's freedom. It's fucking liberating. Yeah. yeah. I can, you know, hey, like, no and that's the thing, like, you know, my, my, my uncle who I was so close with, he didn't get married till he was 41. Yeah. But that didn't, that didn't register with me when I was younger. But I don't know, just being around older men who, you know, who started that process in life later and just seeing how grateful they are for doing that, opposed to like having a kid when they're 28 and like, ugh, yeah. This is this is actually the way to go. I'm I'm doing exactly what I should be. Yeah. What a great reminder and a great place to end. Um can we end on something? Because uh you felt very uncomfortable um taking your shirt off and just being naked with me. Ugh, dude. Can we with the kiss? No. No, it doesn't have to be on the lips. It doesn't have to be listen, listen. I, listen. I tried to kiss you on on the cheek on our first podcast and you got squirming. No, I'm not touching you. End this thing. Let's go. So you can kiss me now. No, it'll make up for the fact Dude, that you don't I'm want to so, take your shirt. I'm so this it's is like with are you? You have a little bit of hom- you have a little bit of homophobia. That's no, it's Delaware. not homophobia. What it's it? It, it's situational. When I'm you know out playing football or we CrossFit, you pat somebody on the ass. Yeah. It, it makes sense. If I'm in if I'm in bed and you made a good point about something in life, I'm not gonna reach over and smack your ass. It's fucking weird. I'm not asking for an ass smack. I'm just asking for a kiss. It's worse. Just a kiss on the cheek. Hey, get listen. Get away from me, please. Listen. listen. I'm hey. getting out of bed in five seconds. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If this continues Wait, hold five on. more Jeff, seconds, Jeff, I'm listen, just going to get up. Listen, I'm, I'm saying that because we had, a, we, had a, we had a nice conversation. It was honest. Uh-huh. It, was, it was nice and heartfelt. Mm-hmm. We went somewhere and came back. Mm-hmm. Let's end it with a kiss, man. Okay. Let's end it with just a on the, on the cheek. It's going it's gonna, to, go. you know what it's going to do? It's going to set us up for episode three and people are going to come back. You know what it's going to do? If you don't kiss Let me, me tell this you is it. It's it's now, a- when you Google Jeff Scarborough, yeah, it's just come, come It's gonna say come, yeah. and then there's gonna be me kissing a man in bed. And, and what? Good stand on that shit. Why be? Why be? Why? That's what I'm saying. That's kiss me. We'll do episode three, and uh, I appreciate you being honest because. Oh yes, I'm out of here. <laughs> Get me out of here. Nice. I win. <laughs> <laughs>